Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Mm, hello, besties. A friendly reminder, if you enjoy this show, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It makes such a difference. We really appreciate it when you do. Thank you. We love stars. Stom stars. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, (laughs) the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching Shane. (laughs) Number 45 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this Shane film. (laughs) This is a Shane film. This film? Very Shane. The Shanest film. Can't say that it was not (laughs) extremely Shane. I want to hear your prediction. Okay. Sienna, allow me to play for you my prediction of what I thought the film Shane would be about. (laughs) Good morning, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch a movie that is just called Shane, (laughs) which is my sophomore year of high school's English teacher's first name. Oh. Shouts out to you, Mr. McArdle. McCardle? I don't know anything about this movie. You heard me. I would guess it's a person with shaggy hair. Um, oh no! You know what? I'm thinking about Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> well, hopefully this movie is Scooby Doo esque. Love you. Bye. <laughs> 
I'm seeing sort of a guy with shaggy hair and, <sighs> and a dog next to him who can kind of communicate. Yeah. He can understand the him. The letter R, very prevalent. Yeah. no. Something. Well. So that was. There was no dog, no Scooby Doo, but there were horses. There were a lot of dogs. Oh. Actually, there, there were, were many visible dogs. Even I can remember the dogs. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, Sienna, let's hear your okay. prediction for Shane. Hi, Liana. I'm about to watch Shane. I had to watch the last scene of this movie in a high school class, and I know that that is a little boy what? saying, Shane! <laughs> Shane! Yeah. So at some point, a cowboy is going to walk away from a little boy. <laughs> That's pretty much my prediction of the film. Like, I think it's just going to be a stoic cowboy type walking away from people, and I'm not going to understand it, and it's going to be so boring. Oh, Liana, I don't want to watch another cowboy movie. I know. All right. Here we go. Bye. (laughs) Why did they have... Why did you watch that in class? Just the last scene? Such a great question. Were they like, and now we're going to learn about what it's like when a boy... (laughs) Becomes sad. Looks at a man. Like, what... I think it was in terms of a cowboy narrative and like the stoic thing. Yeah. Which is interesting because it is interesting. He's not really like a cowboy in the same sense as the other guys we've had. He's not a cowboy. He's Shane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sienna, for my sake. Yes. Could you please summarize the movie Shane? I will do my... Darn tootin' darn best. I can't believe they called a movie <laughs> Shane. Shane. I like that you keep saying it a bit like your uh, Christopher Walken impression. Oh, Shane. really? Shane. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. They called this movie Shane. <laughs> a summary of the movie Shane. <laughs> a cowboy? Uh, At, like gunslinger. Gunslinger. Named Shane. Mm-hmm. Comes to a place in Wyoming to stop shooting guns and work as a farmhand. Mm. He moves in with the Starrett. Storrett? Sturrett? The Starrett family. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought it was Starlet and Startit. Startit. <laughs> Startit. <laughs> Two famous tits. <laughs> he moves in with the Starrett family. Where he inspires young Joey, huh. a little boy who begins to see Shane as a father figure, despite fully having a regular father <laughs> on the side. He cheats on his dad. He does. Fully. <laughs> Shane also kind of has a thing for the wife, I guess. Uh-huh. However, homesteaders like the Starrets are bullied off their land, ironically, by a group of bully cattle ranchers. <laughs> And Shane has to decide if he will leave his gun holstered or protect the family he's come to adore. Huh. Sort of. Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Basically, there are bullies, he fights them, and then he leaves. Hmm. Yeah. It's mostly a little boy staring at Shane. Yeah. I would say the significant portion of the movie is a little boy staring at Shane. And I will say, I thought that boy was John Voight. I was 100% sure. The whole film was like, that is John Voight. Pre-Midnight Cowboy. Why did you decide This is early morning cowboy. Why did you choose? Well, he was young and blonde and I hated him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Liana, do you have any historical context <laughs> about this film? Yes, I do. Hello, and welcome to the historical context segment for Shane, the 1953 <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's based on the 1949 novel of the same name by somebody named Jack Schaefer. It was filmed in the Jackson Hole Valley in Wyoming. And Jean Arthur, who plays Marion, was 50 in this movie. Years old. Which is... I was surprised. Because she seemed younger? She looked amazing. Yeah, she did. And I didn't know that they knew that women could be older than like 35 in the past. Right. Or that they allowed that. Wyoming territory. Wyoming was a territory. <laughs> From 1868 to 1890, when it became the 44th state of the United States of America, Cheyenne was the territorial capital. And in 1869, the territory granted women's suffrage for all elections in an effort to draw new settlers to the territory, which I thought was interesting. Wow. I know. So they're like, I guess we'll try to get women here. We need like, someone. Yeah. Nobody is out here. So I guess Fine. women can hey, vote. Fine. Women's rights. Hey, we got women's that? rights. Come on. The Homestead Acts. In 1862, the first one was passed called mm, the Homestead Act. And it, <laughs> quote, granted adult heads of families 160 acres of surveyed public land for a minimal filing fee and five years of continuous residency on that land. Provided that you hadn't borne arms against the U.S. government. <laughs> Which, it was the Civil War, so they had to pay yeah. attention to that. Um, and this is how the Starrett, Starrett family lives on the land, is like through the Homestead Act. They were able to get land. So they're there legally. Which I think they say in the film, they're like, we're here because of the Homestead Act. Well, they don't yeah. say that, but... <laughs> they kind of do. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> From this act, only about 80 million of... The 500 million acres went to actual homesteaders. The rest ended up going to speculators, cattle owners, miners, loggers, and railroads. So there was a, so a lot of like kind of class warfare between the homesteaders who were often poorer than those other groups and trying to like vying for that land. Mm, which we see here. I This movie did not make sense to me until I Googled all of these things. The bullies I cannot... were cattle people, so it seems like mm -hmm. it. Yeah, which I learned t today. <laughs> there were several additional homestead laws passed in subsequent decades, and land-grant laws actually had had support from Northern Republicans pre-war. Um, and a reminder that Republicans back then are not Republicans today. <laughs> <laughs> the Republicans today did not exist. We did a little kind of switch. Um, but often those land-grant laws were blocked by Southern Democrats because they wanted lands in the West to be available for purchase by slave owners. So the reason that the acts were of interest to Republicans is that they would give the land for free to people, but the South wanted them to be purchasable. Mm. <clears throat> the Johnson County War was a cattleman slash homesteaders conflict from 1889 to 1893 and is believed to be what this movie is based on. Oh. And it was kind of large established ranchers versus small settlers on suspicion of cattle rustling, which is stealing cattle. And they were competing for land, livestock, and water rights. And the ranchers, the powerful large ranchers, hired gunmen to invade the county and then the small farmers ended up uniting with state lawmen, and there was a 200-person standoff, 
which eventually ended when the U.S. cavalry intervened on the orders of President Benjamin Harrison. And those events, the events of that Johnson County War, became mythologized and are used in like the Wild West narrative mm. in books, shows, and movies. Hey, we're back. And finally, some definitions, because I was confused. A sod buster is a farmer or farm worker who plows the land. A gunslinger is a person noted for speed and skill in handling and shooting a gun, especially in the American West. And finally, a cow puncher. <laughs> Seems self-explanatory. These compound words, I was losing my mind during this. I felt insane. A cow puncher. <laughs> is a hired hand who tends cattle and performs other duties on horseback. I would not have guessed that from a single one of those words. I also don't know if any of those are like derogatory. It sounds like some of them are. Like the way that they were used in the movie. It they... was a derogatory time. <laughs> That's the real context. <laughs> well, punch me a cow and, <laughs> and bust me a sod. <laughs> Thank you for that historical context. Hey, you're welcome. That was very interesting. Thanks. Sienna, did you understand this film at all? I guess I did, actually. That's incredible. Let's get into phone notes where we look at the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching this movie. Before you look at any of mine, I have to tell you, I tried watching this movie yesterday morning before work, mm. and I cannot explain how immediately I fell asleep. <laughs> it was on, and then like I blacked out. Like It, it <laughs> sedated me. Did you make it to work? Yeah, but not through the movie. So then I watched the rest of the movie today. <laughs> yes? Liana asks a very fair question as her first note <laughs> on the movie Shane. What year is this again? 1953. Shane, 1953. Liana asks, is the child Shane? <laughs> Who here is Shane? <laughs> and that's an important question because once you know who Shane is, you can kind of have a grasp on the movie itself. <laughs> the titular Shane. slipping and sliding at the beginning of this film. I couldn't grasp a thing. Because I was like, who is Shane? I don't know what I thought they would. I thought, I guess, that it would open on one face and you'd be like, that's Shane. Yeah. But instead it was a child. It was an elk being hunted by I a could, child. I could also have seen Shane be the name of like a dog. Like um, Lassie. Lassie or Sh Sh Shiloh. and me. Shimo. Like a... <laughs> I think you're getting colder, but like a pivotal animal. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the elk and you're like, Shane? Well, yeah. Is this Shane? <laughs> is that, oh no. Literally any creature on screen could have been Shane and they didn't tell us. You don't know for a while yeah. who Shane is. I, again, He's not even there. I also, I knew about this movie and I knew Shane was the man, but I only saw Shane walking away. Oh yeah. In the dark. Oh shoot. So, so I was you sure. also didn't know. And when he came on, he's just like sort of like a skinny guy who's like much more... Like, much prettier than everybody else in the film. Yeah. Except for our, the love, what's her name? Jean Arthur. Who, of course, was from. We saw her in the America Jimmy Stewart movie. What? Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. She was the woman? She was the woman. In that film? Yeah. I think, yeah. Who explains the filibuster? Yeah, she's the filibuster lady. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, I do not retain faces. It was her voice that really got me at first. And I was like, why does she look so familiar? She looks a few years older. She's fully 50. Fully 50. One. Bravely 50 in the film. <laughs> okay, you know what? Also, 
this is what throws me about the past is she was in this 1940s film with Jimmy Stewart yeah. and was like the snappy, smart woman who knew about politics. Yeah. And then 10 years later, yeah. she was just like a woman in a, in a cabin who she plays the kind of role that women have to play where they will like ask a really logical question to a man. And then the man's like, no, the answer is pride. <laughs> so she's like always wrong. Very, <laughs> very late in my notes. You'll see that I wrote, oh, he's doing the uh, sorry woman, but I have to go die. Exactly. <laughs> again. Exactly. Yeah. Where the woman's like, so maybe you should stay with your kids uh-huh. or maybe you should whatever because you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you don't understand anything. <laughs> this is man's work. There's a higher meaning attached to everything. Moving the stump, for example, the stump that they're moving. Shane that, and that I saw before I fell dad. asleep and I was like, what is this movie? <laughs> and then you immediately fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Sorry, kids. We know you really idolize us, but you have to go to bed for a few minutes <laughs> during these ads. We'll be right back. <laughs> the 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, Liana, you've said, what year is it, please? Did you ever find out? I think it was probably between 1889 and 1893 that, like, whatever that 
war <laughs> right. thing that I talked about. Was. That war thing. Uh, the county been earlier the battle. Because at one point she looks at a mason jar and she goes, wow, what will they think of next? What will they think of next? I guess when was the mason jar created? And we could kind of. I looked it up. It was like late 1850s. Uh-huh. But then it would take a while to like get I bet out, it took like produced. a few decades to get to yeah. Wyoming. <laughs> to get <laughs> to get around. Well, they're, they're not prioritizing, like, we got to get this mason jar to Wyoming. Yeah, like, totally. We got to get this to Philadelphia. Absolutely. It's the golden, the gilded age. Right. They're going to be all over this shit. All right. Liana says, every white guy in this looks the same, looks like the same person at different ages. <laughs> yeah. Like some were just had, they'd been in the sun longer, <laughs> but they all looked like they were the same dude. This little kid was so funny looking. What? You said that the child looks like a gumdrop. And oh, now we yeah. must we must talk about Joey. Let's talk. It's time to talk about Joey. We have to. This is our segment. It's time to talk about <laughs> Joey. Sienna, what time is it? It's time to talk about Joey. And thank you so much. He's a little toe-headed boy. <laughs> his hair is so high up on his forehead uh-huh. that his head looks extra gumdroppy. Mm. Very bright hair that yep. sort of matches the rest of his skin. Yeah. Light eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's wearing sort of like hand-me-down-ish clothing, which took me the whole movie to figure out why he would be in like smallish pants. Oh. But he just looks very stupid all the mm-hmm. time. He looks <laughs> he looks stupid all the time. You know when you see a kid and you're like, that kid looks stupid. <laughs> yes. That's Joey. They cast a stupid-looking kid. Yeah. Which... Casting call. Stupid-looking. did not have a problem with. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to have a real problem with this kid, but he ended up being a lot goofier than i expected Mm. so uh, and i can get on board with that yeah but just weird vibes this kid how did you tell me how do you talk about joey i'll maybe pepper this segment throughout the episode which is alternate title options for the film shane okay and i think one of them could have been shut up joey (laughs) (laughs) that's like all his mom ever says to him in different variations he keeps talking he keeps, keeps not going to bed. He is all over everyone's business. And so just a noisemaker. He several times in the movie is like, hey, mom, I think that I I think that I love Shane more than dad. <laughs> he literally says that. He's like, mom, I am obsessed with Shane. I think he's so much cooler than my own dad. I don't know what to do. And then did you notice that she leaves that conversation and then she goes to her husband and she's like, hold me. And I was like. Did this kid talking about Shane get you just so horned up for Shane that you were like, someone please? It wasn't till deep in the movie that I even registered that maybe they were trying to make it be like a thing between. Really? Yeah. Oh, I saw that immediately. Really? That's the only thing I perceived in this film. <gasps> I didn't get that until. Well, because they kept being like, and this was another title option for the yeah, film. Yeah. Look at that woman. <laughs> God, my wife is hot. But yeah, they kept being like, isn't she beautiful? God, she took a long time to get ready, but she looks hot. Let <laughs> me take so long. And they kept saying it to Shane. Like, <laughs> not just the husband, but like the bartender was like, doesn't that guy have a hot wife? <laughs> Pretty hot wife. No. Weird. When he first goes to the bullies hangout, yeah. the bully the saloon. Yeah. The bully fort. <laughs> Absolutely. The saloon slash general store. Shane first goes there to be like, hey, guys, let's uh, cool it on the bullying of these homesteaders and whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. And they were like, he, go get new clothes, Shane. Yeah. And then he goes and he orders a soda pop. Yeah. So Shane goes to town and gets a soda. Which you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're trying to make a first impression and you say the words soda pop. <laughs> well, come on. Everybody was like, that's pretty stupid, Shane. 
the bullies in their bully hangout were like, dumb soda. Why don't you get a, why don't you get an alcohol? What an embarrassing order, Shane. Yeah. That's really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) They really are just bullies. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I just want to drink my soda. And, uh, also they were like, the things they were making fun of didn't make sense to me. They're like, wow, be a man. I'm like, what? All he's done is shoot you or like threaten one of you and then work in the fields all day i don't get what about this is like yeah scary and effeminate to this culture i felt that i was missing some sort of crucial backstory where shane had like punched all of them in the face yeah in a previous year and then come back which is kind of the plot of high noon right yeah 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 but that that they just hated him yeah kind of on site yep and manliness was sort of a part of it that they're talking about. And that made no sense to me. Because I'm like, everybody here is clearly like the classic American masculine stoic. But I guess he's wearing a white hat and the rest of them are wearing black hats. He was wearing a hat? <laughs> Sometimes. I don't see that at all. I just remember thinking his hair was really coiffed. The accents in this movie were really weird. I thought one of them was Australian. The one who was like, nobody ever talks to me that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird line read. <laughs> There, I don't know what the dialect coaching was in the past, but it seemed like maybe everybody had a different dialect coach I kept being who like, didn't understand where Wyoming was. I guess at the time in Wyoming, everybody might have been still a little bit British. <laughs> and then it's there were those two people who centuries, were but very clearly, what were they, Swedish? Swedish. I thought you'd like that they were called, they called one of them the Swede, which felt like our flag means death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sienna. You said he brought a bat. This film, our our podcast has become reality in which men have hit each other with a bat. The way that Mr. Starrett, the 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 real dad, biological mm-hmm. father, mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. Starrett, he goes in to break up a fight when everybody in the bully hangout later is beating <laughs> yeah. up Shane. Yeah. He comes in and he just whacks them all with a bat. <laughs> That's how he stops the fight is with the bat. And I really thought of you. And then none of them died, which I was shocked by given how hard he was hitting them. I also loved the guy in that scene who was standing on the stairs going, stop, stop fighting. It. Hey, men. Oh. <laughs> hey, men, stop fighting. Men, Stop fighting. And all the men were like, um, no, we're not going to do that. Who was that man? Why did he think he had the authority? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, um, this is another moment of my segment. Alternate titles for the film Shane, Punchtown, USA. <laughs> well, another movie with a lot of punching. Ow. Ow. Crash. Ow. Ow. B- uh, um, they also uh, hit each other with uh, jugs and stuff. Barrel. Barrel rolling. Barrel Over roll. man. Liana, you said something really funny. Thank you. And I'm going to say it now. Oh. Uh, you've said... <laughs> My literal recurring nightmare, an elk in my bedroom. Have I told you about this? You actually have that nightmare? When I was a child. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> I grew up in Colorado. I, my, I am not my fault. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> the Liana story. I am not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not my fault <laughs> what we grew up i grew up in a town called evergreen 
and there were a lot of elk just roaming around. Oh my god! We could see them like out the window, and I had a recurring nightmare that an elk was in my bedroom and started talking to me in, <laughs> in American English. <laughs> <laughs> Saying what? I don't know. Little girl. <laughs> Look at those clams. Look at those clams. <laughs> Came in and started singing Rodgers and Hammerstein flops to you. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's horrible. Why couldn't they have done a piece from Cinderella? No, just it had like this deep voice and would start talking to me and I felt very trapped. And then literally there was an elk in the child's bedroom in this movie. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, you weren't traumatized. <laughs> So funny. Sienna, you've said no Saturday morning cartoons, so he has to watch a stranger and his paw heal from a fight. <laughs> okay, so so much of this movie was that this boy had nothing to do. <laughs> they didn't even give him like sticks. No. You know how toys in the past were like sticks and a rock? Yeah, he didn't even have those. There were a few rocks. He had a gun. <laughs> yeah, he had, a he had an toy unloaded gun. gun. Which makes sense that, like, now kids have, like, Batman and <laughs> Johnny Rocket. And, and No, that's a restaurant. And, oh my God. you know, whatever kids watch. Uh-huh. Ben 10. But at the time, his only hero to, like, watch and it had to, like, literally roll into town. It was Shane. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to be like, Shane, like, if you man. Asked any, if you asked any little boy out there, do you love Batman more than your dad? He'd probably be like, yeah. Of course I do. Mm. I love Batman. Interesting. I want my you mom think children to marry would Batman. say that? <laughs> I want my mom to marry Batman. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure I understand kids all the way. I'm really obsessed with that. I want Batman to be my dad. <laughs> I don't think Batman would be a good father. This kid really needed a stick. He did. Mm-hmm. Give children sticks in the films. Give Let women stick. wear clothes. Yeah. Give children a stick. <laughs> it would solve a lot of problems. Come on. <laughs> For everybody. What are we doing? Liana, you've said... Something I don't understand at all. You've said, <clears throat> the strong punch as per. That's just from their their fight scene where they're punching each other strongly. Oh. Like they punch each other so hard that they are <laughs> felled. Apparently. I unfortunately know a couple facts about this movie, but I think you will enjoy this. Okay. The creator, the director, whatever, mm. had just, he had been to World War II. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That felt really inappropriate. Uh, yeah, that, that was really inappropriate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's been a lot going on emotionally in me right now, so any sound that comes out could be any of those emotions from the past, like, 48 hours. We can't know. Or a ghost. <laughs> and he had seen violence in World War II. Right, because he went to World War II. Yeah, he went to World War II for a while. Where are you going? Oh, I'm heading off to World War II. Yeah, I've been in World War II. Yeah. And I, w- I went there. So he's like, guns don't just hit you and make you sort of tumble over uh-huh. guns shoot you backwards uh-huh. and like getting hit with something makes you fly backwards uh-huh. so this is like the first movie where they had like strings on people they like yank them back it did, but did he think that punching did that too i guess i mean if you have the yanking mechanisms why not yank everybody all the time i wonder if he saw any punching in world war ii i don't did they do a lot of that like fist fighting <laughs> I, don't, I don't know actually go get him i haven't brushed up on my fisticuff training not i mean Presumably, Maybe. you're trained in hand-to-hand combat when you didn't if you get the, close. It just seems... It doesn't seem like most of war is like bar fights. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, and that's why it's surprising to choreograph a bar fight like a war. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why like the bangs and stuff are so loud. I think this guy was like a little bit PTSD'd or whatever, so he... 
I'm using war terms. It's good to say that casually. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was at World War II. He got PTSD. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, that's you can see around the film though. Whenever there's violence, he's like inspired by war violence. Wow. So I there guess you go. That makes sense. That's Thank for you. you. Thanks. I'm num num num. I felt like you you did a hand gesture as if you were feeding a goldfish. So I thought no. I would. No. What's the Yoshi sound again? Meow. I wrote something down that you also sort of wrote down, and I want to talk about it. Okay. Because you wrote, release the cows. Okay. And I thought that it is genuinely very funny to prank people with a stampede. (laughs) Like, nobody got hurt. Yeah. The stampede kind of angled past them. And it was funny. Destroyed all their crops, but besides that. Yeah, but I didn't understand this movie. Movie. (laughs) It's very funny. I also thought something terrible was going to happen. It's like, oh, they're just kind of going past. I thought the child was going to die. I thought a dog was going to die. They just mooed past them. They're just really strong and break things a little bit. Uh They broke the fence. They did trample their crops, crops, but they were already leaving. I couldn't really see a lot of this movie. It was very dimly lit. Well, afterward, they were like, oh, there goes all my plowed land. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the emotional level for... Any disaster in the film. That, and then when the person's house burned down and everyone was, was so chill about it. I had it. to rewind because I'm like, his house can't be burning down. No one's moving. Okay. I freaking loved. What, do you see this note? The dialogue was, I built it with my own two hands. And then his wife, question yeah, mark, yeah, says, wife. you never built a room for the girls, though. <laughs> he said, e queen, yes, queen, bring that shit up now. Be toxic. <laughs> <laughs> he... Her line is something she's like right. that. She's like, she's like, well, you never finished any room for the girls. And he's like, I was getting to it. That was, and that's, that was one moment of many in this film where I was like, is this a comedy? <laughs> I love this wife in a, in a that's covered so wagon. Good. She looked so mad. Oh yeah. And they were like, they were like, they were working on the planes mad. <laughs> like this woman that was <laughs> working to the bone. <laughs> You know, she had like yeah. five snotty little children. Uh-huh. We don't have any sticks to play with. No room for the girls. No room for the girls. Where have the girls been sleeping? <laughs> Where were they sleeping? I don't know. In her room? I guess. Uh, at the foot of only her side of the bed? On the rock like Shane did? <laughs> yeah. Out, out by the hay? Hopefully mm-hmm. it, it never On the rains. trampled crops? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they just bury That poor man. His crops keep getting trampled by something or another. It's either a stampede or it's his girls that he never built a room children. for. Yeah. I was getting to it. I couldn't believe that at the end of this, it was like the most dangerous time. One sort of theme was that the the wife, I guess, do you remember her name? Marion. Marion, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. I know. Marion Starrett, the, the wife, she the whole time was like, I don't want guns. Like, no, guns aren't good. I wish there were no more guns in the valley. Mm-hmm. And so at the very end... Shane is like, there won't be any more guns in the valley. And he goes for like the final fight with these bullies and he ends up killing them. And at that time, that is when the boy says something mean to Shane. He's like, I hate you, Shane. And then Shane starts to walk away to like go kill these guys. And he's like, sorry, Shane. And then his mom's like, Shane didn't hear you. And so so the little boy, Joey, is like, okay, I guess I need to go catch up with him to tell him I'm sorry. So he runs after him and he runs all the way to where the most dangerous fight in the movie is going to happen. Oh, yeah. And I just felt like, is this is this the time to just kind of, like, let your kid go? 
<laughs> that was all. I couldn't believe the child pursued him on foot it that was whole crazy. way. I didn't know he could run that much. He, the guy was on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> How fast is this boy? A guilty little boy. Is this Dash from The Incredibles? <laughs> a guilty little boy who wants to say sorry can become super fast. <laughs> My last uh, pitch for an alternate title, Mm -hmm. my sweaty and sore ass. (laughs) Because that's just kind of how everybody felt. You know, like you'd be riding a horse all day or you were out tilling the field and none of the chairs were comfortable and it was very hot. And so everyone would be like, oh, my sweaty and sore ass. (laughs) Everyone's ass must be so sore and sweaty. Yeah. There's probably not one comfortable thing in that whole, that whole town. Not one comfortable thing. No, I don't, I don't think so. Except for a small stack of hay. And even that's going to poke you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's probably bugs. I don't, I can't think of a single object from that era that would be like, oh, comfortable. Like maybe a, like a fur. Maybe, maybe that guy's crops. Yeah. (laughs) The cows were probably super comfy when they stampeded (laughs) through the crop. Oh, this is so comfortable. Mm. Guys, I'm really comfortable right now. This feels great. (laughs) Hey, let's do another lap. Well done, gang. Good stampede, everyone. Good stampede, guys. Great stampede, everyone. Good stampede, guys. See you next week. Did you get stampeded? Take some time to recuperate. We'll be right back. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. My last note was that it it just makes sense that the end of this film is just a child idiot yelling, Shane! A child idiot. Yeah. Well, Sienna, should we move on to badges and trages? Yes, please. This is our segment, Badges and Trages, in which we award the film a badge for... No More Guns in the Valley. Mm. And a trage for... Getting hit with a bat. Yeah. I have a badge for this hydrated elk. The first shot of the film, an elk drinking water. Take care of yourself, elk. Good for that elk. I have a badge for the pie portions in this movie. That's my next badge. No. The size of the pie slices. (gasps) She served them a quarter of a pie. It was amazing. I was like, that's the right amount of pie. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what I want, and I'm always nervous to ask for it. That little boy, she's like, do you want when? pie? I will not. That, that kid was like five years old, and she gave him a quarter of a pie. He's a growing boy. <laughs> Badge for this mountain backdrop. Oh. I did really enjoy the scenery of this film. It was really pretty. Badge for the way this kid is. Mm. His look really brought me joy. He would be like sitting on a horse weird. Or like standing in the window and his little head, he was short and his head looked like a little bean. He's just a little weirdo. This child idiot, as you said. Child idiot. Wandering around, looking at things. Yeah. A badge for, quote, you'll catch your death, which I believe was a Miranda reference. (gasps) You'll catch your death. And they did. And she's panic making up a story about her own children. children. I told them you'd catch your death. Catch your death. And And they they did. Shouts out to Miranda, a perfect TV show. Badge for the line, you don't belong at the end of a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the guys being like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be a farmhand. You Mm -hmm. should be a gunman. And just like that way of describing a job, like, Liana, you don't, your hands don't belong on top of a keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Badge for, quote, Stonewall Jackson was trash himself. Anti-Confederist king. King. Ooh, okay. Big badge. Mm. Big old badge Big for... Big badge alert. Old consumer products. Mm. That's one thing that this movie seemed to kind of lean into was really trying to hit the period piece in ways that they could. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they went to the old general store and they had products all around and it was just really... They'd look through the old catalogs and it was... I, I love American consumerism through the, the ages. It was very satisfying in that way. Yes. A badge for, one thing I will say, the score is absolutely popping off. There was a point where I couldn't see anything on screen, but I did get the vibe. It was so dark and hard to see a lot of the stuff because it was a lot of night scenes. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I get that he's like chasing someone. Right, you're right. I got wow, it. Wow, good job to the score. Oh, yeah. Badge for this child chomping on a candy cane while watching the fight. My final badge is a badge for the barrels in the saloon. I felt they were really doing the work. The barrels in the saloon? Mm Mm-hmm. My next badge is sort of related. It's for when the dad gets hit with a jug during the fight scene (laughs) at the saloon. Mm -hmm. And when he gets hit with it, he sort of throws his hands up and falls 
theatrically to the floor. I mean, the budget for men falling over <laughs> on this film. My final badge is for this movie is refreshingly anti-gun. Mm. It really was like the underlying theme yeah. was guns are bad. Mm-hmm. We wish that they didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Trages? Trages. My first trage is a trage for horses' rights. I just know that I don't think these horses had a good time in the filming of this. Uh, I have a trage for Joey's reaction to the gun and his whistle. So this is when Shane is teaching him how to shoot, and he shoots, and there's a big explosion sound, and there's a real close-up of Joey looking straight, real close to looking straight at the camera, and he stares just straight and whistles, and it was so unsettling to yeah. me. It was very it's not a whistle. He just kind of opens his teeth. Uh, yeah. It was freaky. I didn't like seeing Joey like that. <laughs> My other trage is, I'm so sorry. I truly cannot keep track of who is who. Really? I had no idea who was who in this film. There Couldn't was the bad guy with the beard. Then he hired a guy in a black hat. Shane was the guy in the white hat. And there was a young one who was Sh- Joey. Okay. And then the curly haired one was Joe. I should have looked at hats. I think I was just looking at faces, and that did not help. <laughs> you got to look. They up. were all sort of leathery. You got to look up a little bit yeah. at the tops of their heads because okay. I was mostly identifying by hair and hats. I'll try that next time. I have a trage for WTF are these accents? Mm-hmm. They're just <laughs> a tour de globe, and then just trage for general Wild West vibes. There's always a weird underlying like. They say, you know, we got here first. Mm-hmm. We were the first people here. We found this land. And it's like, no, no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, Leona, no. shall we move on to our next segment? Yes. This is called How to Pretend You've Seen This Film. Mm-hmm. This is for when you are perusing a general store mm. and you pick up a mason jar. You say, wow, that is amazing. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. And while you're twisting that lid around... <laughs> Behind you, you feel, you hear the, the, the clack of some boots walk up behind you. Mm-hmm. And Joey. Joey. Or, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Shane. <laughs> I was surprised to hear you oh say Joey. <laughs> the obvious name from this movie. Oh. Joey. Uh-huh. The film and, Joey. And Shane walks up behind you. He says, nice jar. <laughs> You know, when that was first seen on screen, yeah. this might not be true. Hundred <laughs> percent not true. No one had ever seen a mason jar until Shane, nineteen fifty-three. You know what else is amazing to look at? Mm-hmm. As amazing as a jar. Mm-hmm. Shane, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I was named after that movie because my father also loves films. Yes, my father Shane, <laughs> his father before him. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you about this movie, Shane. And in order to close the lid on Shane's monologue, we're going to give you a few sentences you could say to pretend you've seen the film Shane. Shane, of course I've seen Shane. (laughs) It's a movie really, at the end of the day, about a man trying to escape his past. Ooh. Shane, of course I've seen Shane. It's a movie really about people who just hate their neighbors. (laughs) Shane, of course I've seen Shane. It's an iconic representation of a young boy idolizing a man. Mm -hmm. 
Shane, of course I've seen Shane. My favorite part was when a chicken was on the roof. Shane, of course I've seen Shane. The part of that movie I liked was the subtle, especially for some, very subtle, uh, romance, brewing romance between Shane and 50-year-old Marion. Shane, of course I've seen Shane. You could even call me a cow puncher. (laughs) Shane! Come back! Shane! Bye, Shane! (laughs) And now that we've fared well to Shane, we are going to let you know if we think you should watch this movie or if you should do something else with your time in our segment, Should You Watch This? Or... John answer. No, you don't need to watch Shane. If you've, you could Google the Grand Tetons. They're gorgeous. And then what I would recommend is you should watch the show Miranda. It's a perfect British sitcom. It's incredibly funny. Shouts out to Miranda Hart, who we love so much here on the pod. Everybody stream Miranda. And much like men making it on their own out on the frontier. Yeah. It's about a woman. Making it on her own in her apartment, mm-hmm. playing games with herself. That's right. Sienna, what would you say? Gosh, I think, no, you don't have to watch Shane. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of anything else, but all I can think of right now is riding the uh, the railroad ride at Disneyland. This is like my Big f- Thunder Mountain Railroad. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That is so fun. Mm-hmm. That is such a fun ride. I would recommend doing that, baby. I'm sorry that this is like my fourth time recommending Disneyland, but (laughs) (laughs) it's so fun. People would think that you go often. We did used to go a lot. Oh, my family, we'd go like for New Year's for like five years in a row. Do you do do like the countdown on Splash Mountain or something? Countdown. To the new year. (laughs) I'm not familiar with that. Wait, do you do, do you celebrate the new year? We just, it was when the tickets were cheapest. (laughs) Sienna, what would you rate the film? Shane. One thing I haven't really gotten to address very much is that I liked this movie way more than I thought I was going to. Okay. Because I thought it was going to be yeah all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the little boy stuff was pretty fun. It was anti-gun and like some interesting history in there. And like we said, it was very beautiful scenery. Very beautiful. So I'm going to give this film a 2.1. Out of five liberal pieces of pie. (laughs) Liana, how about yourself? I I was so confused and tired the whole time, but I loved the scenery. So I would give the film Shane one Teton out of five. And that's it. Wow. That has been... Shane. Shane. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Tossed Popcorn. If you want to hear more of us and see more of us, Ooh. then follow us at Tossed Popcorn on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Please rate us five stars again. Really helpful. Makes a big difference. And tune in next week when we will be watching It Happened One Night. Spooky. It happened. It happened. One night. Well, everyone. We'll see you next week. Shane you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We We love you. you. Shane. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. 
Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. I guess. I'll bring you a cow tomorrow. Yeah. If you bring me some coffee. coffee. Well, not too many cows. Because <laughs> that's a stampede. <laughs> I'll bring you some cows. No, I... How are you me? How many? I can't do that's a stampede. Great. I can't do a stampede. Can't do another stampede. I feel like once you get to about five, that's officially a stampede. What do you count uh, well, as a stampede? I, I, really, I do feel that it really is setting dependent. Like one cow in here... That's going to be a stampede. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're kind of living that right now. If it comes towards us, as soon as it starts coming towards us, it becomes a, a stampede. A cow moving at me in a, in a sort of small area. <laughs> stampede! That's a stampede. In a room with four walls, if there's a cow moving at me, I, that is a stampede. Out of doors. Yeah, I think five. Five. Five plus. Yeah, because four is like, oh, look at that four quartet. Just friends, yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.